Okay, we're going to discuss today and learn um, on the topic of making oaths, swear or an oath, promises, etc. Uh, this learning should be Lili Nishmas Yaakov ben David, sponsored by his son Yoel. Okay, so firstly, we have to differentiate between different types of promises. There are promises where you mention with, um, you say, I swear, and then you say, let's say, by Hashem's name, right? That would be very severe when you're mentioning Hashem's name. There are oaths or promises where you just say, I promise, okay, or I swear, and you don't say Hashem's name, right? And then, of course, we also can have, why are you swearing? Are you swearing because you want to do something? Are you swearing to deny something? So we'll, we'll go through the questions through one by one. So let's start with the, the Shulchan Aruch. So in Orachaim, in Orachaim chapter 156, uh, it's brought down, Shulchan Aruch rules, that a person should be careful to swear. First, well, actually, firstly, it says that a person should not mention a shame's name, Lashav. Right? That's a terrible isur. Uh, that you shouldn't mention a shame's name unnecessary or, or, or lying, or etc. Because wherever you have a shame's name mentioned, right, it men- we find uh, punishment associated, even death. Have to be very careful in that. And then it says, You shall be careful not to swear, even saying truth, truthful things. As the Shulchan Aruch brings, For there were a thousand cities to Yanai, the king, and the whole thousand cities were destroyed because people would make oaths, and even though Shayu and they would make oaths, they said, I'm going to do this, and they would take an oath to do it, and even though they would fulfill the oath. In other words, that there is a uh, prohibition uh, well, well, we'll be more specific. There is a problem with making oaths, even though they're going to do it. In fact, it's, as we said, a thousand cities, times of King Yane, were destroyed because of that. In the Shulchanach from the Alter Rebbe, in the same chapter 156, he uses the expression, Izar, Mazkir, Shem, Shemaim, Levatala, right? And then he mentions, which we don't mention Shem's name, Levatala, and he says, uh, it's similar to the wording of the Shochanach. And then he says, Vizar Melishava Afilu Be'emet. You shouldn't swear even in truth, right? And he brings, as the thousand cities of King Yane were all destroyed, even though, uh, people, because people would swear to do things, even though they would fulfill them. Now, actually, just to bring another, uh, I guess, more lenient posik on this topic, you find the Levush. The Levush is also on chapter 156 in the Seder of the Shulchan Aruch. He adds one word over there. He says, You should be careful not to swear needlessly or unnecessarily. And then he says, even if it's true. So it could be from his wording, if you, and, and indeed that's, that's his view, if there would be a real need to swear with Hashem's name um, and it's truthful, it would not necessarily be forbidden. In fact, even the wording in the Shulchan Aruch of all the posts that we said, just means be careful. 
It doesn't say Asr Lihishava or something. It doesn't say it's forbidden to swear. In other words, that if you theoretically would be swearing and it's for a need and it's truthful, it's not necessarily even an Avera, but it's something to be very careful of. And that's what we're going to see. Okay, so now there is, um, there is a very important source that uh, we will go through. It's called the Lukuti Marich. Lukuti Marich uh, has on the Seder Masav Matan, on the order of like, you know, conducting in the morning, which, and, and business deals, etc. So he, um, he has on this piece, and he mentions that, you know, people might think that the prohibition of swearing, even if it's true, or, or the problem, as the Shochanar says, a thousand cities were destroyed, is only when, you know, you maybe say Hashem's name or something or the like. But he says, you know what, even if a person doesn't say Hashem's name in Hebrew, or they just say, you know, I promise, I swear, that's also something to be very careful with. He says, Hamakalos Chavero, if someone cursed his friend or himself with Hashem's name, or a kinoi of Hashem's name, Hashem's you know, nickname or so, they would get Chayev Malkus. And he says there's no difference if they would say it in Hebrew or they're going to say it in a different language, or the language of the non-Jews, as um, it's all considered uh, the same halachic bottom line. And he brings that it's brought down that such if, uh, uh, in Mishpah, chapter 27. And he says, many people, unfortunately, are not careful about this, and they, they'll say, gosh, uh, darn, or some you know negative thing, which is, yeah, of course, uh, they'll say God's name or so in English, and they'll say some sort of curse. He says, those are terrible averas. You said Hashem's name in vain. It's a terrible avera. Um, and now let's see how terrible it is. So if you go to Shulchan Aruch and Chosh Mishpah, chapter 87, in the laws of, uh, you know, Beitin, where they make oaths. So it says in there, Sif Chav, and it's based upon a Gemara in Shavua, Nadaf Lamites. It says that, you know, right before somebody is about to make an oath, they warn him. They say, be very careful. Remember that by the Torah, when it mentions about not mentioning Hashem's name, for, for example, it says by the Aseret Adibra, the Ten Commandments, it says, Lotisa Hashem, you know, don't mention my name, Lashav, don't mention my name in vain. And again, the Beistin then tells the person, you shall know that this is an Avera, it's a lot of warnings they give him, but I'll just give you one or two of the warnings. They say that this is a punishment that you don't get forgiven for. For example, normally it says, you know, Venake, you'll be forgiven, right? But when it comes to this Avera, it says, Lo Yenake, you will not be forgiven. Other Averas, you only get punished and that's it. But here also is your family that gets punished with you, Okay. And, and it can even affect the whole B'nai Yisrael, as it says, that all B'nai Yisrael are ravens elizeh and the Savira. So it's a very, very severe about swearing um, falsely and the like. And then if the guy, even if the guy says, you know, I'm willing to swear, the um, Basin then says, remove from, this, from the tents of these wicked people. In other words, we don't want to be there. And we say, who's the wicked person? The person who's about to swear. And also the one who wants him to swear, just like we find by Korach, it says, remove yourself from the tents of these people. So we're very, very careful about oaths. Um, as now, there is a simple fundamental question, which is, um, 
what is the, you know, what, what is the, what about the Torah? Does the Torah not tell us about taking oaths? So there is a, the view of the Rambam. The Rambam has in his Sefer Mitzvah, where he mentions about this, and he also has in Hilchas, uh, you know, Mishnah Torah, Yad Chazaka. So the Rambam's view in Sefer Mitzvah, you know, he's quoted as a mitzvah, is Lishava Bishmo. That sometimes, if it's truth, you should swear in his name. Um, now, the question, though, is what does the Rambam mean? Does it mean it's a mitzvah, you should swear sometimes? So the truth is, is that the Rambam in, in, in Hilcha Shavuos, chapter 11, Allah Gimel, he says, Mutar Adam li shava A person is allowed to swear on a mitzvah to do it, okay, in order to make him more careful in it. And to make the long story short, because this is a we're not this, we're not going into this uh, long uh, long class, or rather a short recording, is that there are various opinions that explain that the Rambam might have three different scenarios. There is uh, maybe when there is a need, it could potentially be a mitzvah. There are sometimes when there'll be a need to make an oath, and um, then you could have when there's not really a big need, so it's only optional. And then if there's really no need at all, it's a loisase, it's a negative commandment, okay? So that's more or less the view of the Rambam. And then you have the Ramban, he argues with the Rambam altogether. And basically he says that there's really no mitzvah to swear. It's just that when in the Torah, for example, when it says, and you shall swear in his name, it means that, you know, if we were had no choice, we had to swear, and now it's an option of either swearing, like how the Goyim swear, God forbid, in, in the name of Vodazar, so, or, or swearing by the Torah, so then you, you got to do it by the way of the Torah, right? It's, you know, but there's no advantage to ever need to swear. You should never need to swear, even to do some sort of, you know, make yourself a fill a mitzvah or so. So use an expression that you want to, you want to, you know, do it or tell your friend you make a chlata, but don't swear. Okay. Um, there's also, now the reason of the chumrah, this, of the making an oath, of the, the severity of the matter, we find, for example, when we look in the Sarasadibas, we find in the commentaries like the Avram Evan Ezra, where he says that just like when it says by the Sersa Dibris, my name, you know, don't, don't swear, make, mention my name, Lashav, uh, needlessly. So if a person were to, so he explains, if a person were to mention Hashem's name and then swear, and just like Hashem's name, you know, when you're mentioning it, it's your belief in Hashem. So if you then swear falsely, it says, or you made a promise to do something and you don't end up doing it. So then you're basically, just like your words were false, it's like your belief in Hashem. That's what he says. It's considered as if it's also false. And we'll, um, we'll mention also, there's a, you know, Gemara and Gitin, Daf, uh, Lamed Hay 35, where it mentions that there was a woman who borrowed, who had a, a coin of gold, uh, a golden coin that she was watching. And the golden coin was uh, she put it in, in, in a flour, and by mistake, you know, she she baked, she was baking bread for a poor person, and the coin went right into the the bread, and then the, the then she couldn't find the bread. She I'm sorry, she couldn't find the golden coin. So the man then demanded, "Where's the coin?" She says, "I you know she swears that she didn't benefit from it or anything like that," and and she says, "And if and if so, my child should be poisoned." And indeed, shortly after her child died of poisoning, and the idea was because he did not, 
she so the, the the when she put the gold coin in the in the bread by mistake she didn't necessarily know that she did it but she did benefit because she was planning to give out like let's say a pound of bread let's say and the coin that was in there took up part of the space so there was a benefit and she swore that you know it wasn't the case so the rabbis showed us from that story over there that you have to be so careful with swearing, even when you don't intend to swear falsely, how much more so when one does swear falsely. And therefore, the Ramam writes in chapter 12 of Hilcha Shavuos, how we have to be very careful with children to not let them swear and tell them that they shouldn't get custom saying, I swear, or this or that. Um, next time we'll talk about, you know, if a person made a, an oath or so, I just said, I promise, or so, there's something that they, uh, they should not do that. And uh, we'll talk about Hatart Nadarim. And another recording, we'll also talk about taking oaths if you were summoned to a based in. Do they do that today, etc.? And similarly, if Havdil, if you were, had to go to a secular court and you were put on trial to testify, um, what should you do if they are asking you to swear?